This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver. From Spam Masubi to the Loco Moco, Denver's Hawaiian food scene is leveling up. But why now? Also, there's a new restaurant promising to bring a neon-lit Hong Kong noodle parlor experience to Baker, and we got a sneak peek. And as always, our recommendations for your weekend. Today is Thursday, October 26th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Newsletter editor Peyton Garcia. Hello. Hey, Bree. And producer Olivia Jewell Love is here too. Hi. Good morning, Bree. It's Thursday. We're talking about food. I'm excited because today we get to talk about a place that hasn't even opened yet that you guys got to try last week. We're going to talk about MacFam. What's going on? What happened? Let's talk about it. Yeah. So MacFam. So it's scheduled to open. It's Their grand opening is scheduled for November 1st. But Olivia and I and some other media folks uh, were invited to a little media preview last week and we got to sample the menu and check out the space. Um, so for those of you who don't know, MacFam originally was operating as Meta Asian Kitchen. They opened in the Avanti Food Hall back in 2019 and they operated there for a couple of years, and I believe they closed that stall earlier this year. Mm. Um, and then they kind of launched as a pilot. They like did a test kitchen in um, Honor Farm, which is the restaurant and bar on Blake Street that was... So now it's a horror-themed bar. Before that, <laughs> it was the Pueblo-themed bar. And before that, it was... Gosh, I don't even remember. Do I don't remember even what that, remember either. It's been a lot of things. It keeps changing. But um, they were kind of operating uh, like they had a quote unquote pilot kitchen there so they could test things out. And now they're opening their very first brick and mortar full service restaurant on their own in Baker um, on South Broadway across the street from Punchbowl Social and next door to that new snooze. Oh, Great so, location. Yeah, yeah. It was, that, that was like on the, initially that was the most exciting part to me was like, oh, perfect. Baker doesn't have anything like this. And it's like right in this perfect little spot. Um, Olivia, what did you get to try? Like, let's talk about the food. Oh, my gosh. What didn't we try? We tried so much. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> this was my first time coming to one of these things. So Peyton really you know, knew the ropes. Just, yeah, she knew what to do. She knew everyone there and she led me through it. So I had a wonderful time. We started out with the Chinatown dumplings and mm. these were like 
pan-fried dumplings, wouldn't you say, Peyton? Yeah, yeah. They, like they were good they so were good. So I, I mean, I should say their goal is to highlight traditional Cantonese dishes. And when I say they, I should say um, it's husband and wife duo, Kenneth Wan and Doris Yuen. Um, and they actually are from Jersey City. They both have had training under really impressive restaurateurs and chefs um, over in New York City. And so when they came here, they kind of wanted to bring a slice of New York City's version of Chinatown to Denver because we really don't have anything like that here. Um, and so, yeah, the first thing that we tried was those, um, they're actually called Chinatown dumplings and mm. they're supposed to like exactly mimic the kind of dumplings that you would get in New York City. And they were so good. Um, we also tried another variation of dumplings. It was the fancy one-ton tong, which is their take on like a fancy wonton soup. And um, they <laughs> those were, were so good. that <laughs> was were, probably my favorite thing. It was a chicken. They were chicken and shrimp dumplings in a chili sauce. Mm. And I, I legit asked the waitress to get me a spoon. <laughs> These were so funny. They looked over and Pete was trying to drink uh, the broth yes. with, with her <laughs> chopsticks. And they're like, um, do you want a spoon? And she was like, absolutely yes. Yeah. So <laughs> at uh, uncle used to, uncle has chilled tofu that comes in this great sauce. And I, I I couldn't have been the only person that was doing a similar thing that they finally started serving it with a spoon because everybody was just trying to drink it out of the bowl. So I think that should be a signal to Mac fam, like just stick a spoon in there because everybody's oh, going to yeah. want to eat yeah. this whole thing. I was just like rolling my chopstick around in it, like <laughs> straight up licking yep. the broth off the chopstick. It was, I'm sure, very embarrassing um, for Olivia. Uh, no, it was, I respect um, it. <laughs> but I want to just say that their dumplings were so good. Both of those ones were delicious. And that's coming from um, me just doing that episode on dumplings with Ethan yeah. um, after we went to the uh, Yuan Wonton and fucking Rapidos um, new concept. And uh, those dumplings were like straight up on par with, mm. uh, with the ones over there. Um, but they had some other stuff. So we also tried like a scallion pancake, which is like a salty, savory, thin, crispy pancake that was like perfect for like I, I used it to scoop up my um, egg fried rice and eat with that. We had some bao buns. They had a fried tofu bao bun um, that was drenched in Thai basil ranch. So good. Fried tofu is it was oh. a, it's a real sleeper on the menu. Um <laughs> Their cocktails were incredible. I had a grass panda, which was a vodka cocktail with grass jelly chunks in it. Ooh. Um, it was super... kind of like they kind of reminiscent of like lychee jelly or boba. Yeah. So yeah. that's consistency. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah. I tried three out of four of the cocktails. Um <laughs> yes. I, Olivia I did was take, working hard that night. I did take the light rail, full disclosure. Um, <laughs> but yes, I tried I tried three out of four. I the grass panda Peyton and I thought it kind of reminded us of like a Moscow mule it had it had a lot of ginger flavor in it oh nice um, which we both really liked um I really enjoyed the um there was a drink that they served in a like uh the lucky cat um, oh yeah that in a pink lucky cat uh cup which was extremely cute so calling course. all instagrammers yes i know it was Aesthet aesthetically this knew, place is they knew but um it was like a red bean um drink Ooh. i don't know and it kind of tasted it's like a like, sweet a sweet drink yeah it was it's really, really good yeah mm. it was very good and very sweet and then they also the last one i had was a um it was their take on a long island iced tea but they made it with this 
it was like a juice box. It's like a, a sweet, it was like a, it's a sweet tea that they traditionally serve, I believe, in Hong Kong. Um, and Doris Yun said that she grew up drinking those. They're kind of like um, Chinese Capri Suns is totally. what I would call it. Um, but they, they use those, they actually serve the cocktail in one of those little juice boxes. It was fun. And, and you bring up a good point, Brie, that I want to talk about before we move on. Um, from the cocktails to the decor, this place is like the vibes. Yes. Are, are it's where good it's looking. at. It's a good looking place. It's so really cute. cool. I mean, so if you're just looking for a good Instagram opportunity, um, the owners said that they were trying to make it reminiscent of, quote, neon lit Hong Kong noodle parlors. I like and it. They and yeah. totally, they totally succeeded. The inside is just adorable. Yeah. And they said it. they wanted it to be really homey, a place you felt like you could just kind of land and sit and eat and be comfortable, which I definitely felt that vibe. And they were discussing plans to be open late, you know, to kind of get those crowds. Oh, from that would South be a Broadway. Perfect and, location for that. You know, I, as somebody who's hangs out on South Broadway occasionally, if I could land in there and have some dumplings after a night out, Perfect. I would. Perfect. I, that would be my heaven. So yeah, I would, the food I would love it. and the food was like the first word that comes to mind is it was really comforting food. Yes. Like it was very, yes. it was warm carbs. Yeah, mm. yeah. They said that they said that in making this restaurant, they wanted to make it a love letter to American-born Chinese people, and um, I don't know. That definitely comes through. It's it's like very comforting. Like it's food that's mostly recognizable, but it's way better than like your local Chinese takeout. It's like way more elevated than that, but it's not so fancy that it's unapproachable. It was it was all around a great experience. Real quick, uh, Olivia, I want to ask you about a drink that you had, which was the MS Gin, like MSG in, and they're really leaning into the the MSG, which is a whole conversation in itself. What did you What did you make of that? So I actually, I actually did not have the MS gin. Oh, you didn't? Um, no, be but I did talk to them about it. Um, so they said it's kind of reminiscent of like a dirty martini. It's got that that savory that savory flavor, that kind of salty flavor, and that's not really my thing, which is why I steered away from it. But I was really interested in kind of the concept behind it, and I think you know they they talked about kind of the idea of reclaiming the idea of MSG, you know, it's kind of been demonized and a lot of negative just, connotations. There's been it. a lot of negative connotations in kind of a racist way in the past for um, Chinese restaurants and Asian, Asian restaurants. So they've been kind of reclaiming it and, you know, using it in their style and kind of just making it what it is, which is just a flavor profile. It makes sense to me. So if you're not familiar with MSG, it's like a more complex, salty flavor. So it's not just straight salt. I actually use it a lot in my cooking too. But I love this idea that they've taken that flavor and put it to uh, a dirty martini, which typically is going to have the salt from like an olive. So that's, I see where the twist is. And I love that idea. And I love the sort of reclaiming of MSG as something that's just a complex flavor that's part of the the spices and the things that they use in their kitchen. Yeah. That's, I always thought like, I didn't know anything about MSG. I just always knew it was like bad. Right. Like, big no, big red X. MSG is bad, bad, bad. Um, I had no idea that it was like, that was, that was just like a perspective that was like kind of 
pushed on me by society. I had no idea it was just a, a thing. It was just a flavor. Well, like mm-hmm. Chinese restaurants would have giant signs that, like you said, say no MSG. You would see it on packaging. And it was all really rooted in this sort of racist history of demonizing something that was just a, f- a flavor profile that was not familiar to Americans. It's much more complex than that. But I, in recent years, it's gotten its due. And I love that we have a restaurant here that's bringing that to the forefront through their food and drink and promoting co- kind of conversation about it, which is so cool. Yeah. They had a really Super cute post. Cool they had a cute poster in there that was like the the Morton Salt girl. Yeah. Um, but it was MSG yeah. instead of Morton Salt. I love it's it. It's cool. They're like, we love MSG. It's it's a foundation of this type it's of food. And we're not going to like erase that, you know? I'm so excited to try it. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Last thing we want to talk about is Hawaiian food. It is kind of becoming more popular here in Denver and Colorado as we see more restaurants open. In particular, L&L Hawaiian Barbecue opened, uh, I think, their fifth location in this state recently. Um, But this was something that uh, our friend at the Denver Post, Megan Ululani Boyanton, wrote a piece about um, the sort of the the landscape of Hawaiian food in Denver here is, is growing. Pay, what do you think about this new food trend? Uh, it's awesome and delicious. <laughs> um, but I definitely think it's new. I, d- I don't think, I think if you would have asked me, I don't know, t- three, four years ago, oh, do you like Hawaiian food? I would have been like, like, what, what is what it? Is that? Yeah, what does that mean? Um, but it's definitely getting more and more. Like, I think my first exposure to it was probably at a drift and they, the the tiki bar and I don't necessarily know if they like pigeonhole themselves as, as Hawaiian but they definitely have like spam masubi and um those gosh those big giant platters with all of the like mm. what are those called um Hawaiian plate lunches well and that brings me to this place that just opened its fifth location in Colorado it's called L&L Hawaiian barbecue and I actually just tried it recently um so they serve Hawaiian plate lunches, and in a Denver Post article, they explain, quote, 
L&L bases its menu on something called the Hawaiian plate lunch, which the restaurant's owners describe as two servings of rice, macaroni salad, plus a choice of protein. This dish dates back to wage laborers in the 19th century sugar plantations and pineapple fields who brought rice and other leftovers to work in compartmentalized tins. So when I went, the portions were like super generous. And so I think that's kind of what this idea is based on. And you know, like we, like the CityCast team, we order Hawaiian food fairly often. And I have to say, I think L&L Hawaiian Barbecue might be our new favorite spot. They've got the Locomoco. I haven't tried it, but I know that's your <sighs> favorite, Pei. It's my favorite. And I, I had the, I think I had their pork, their Kahlua pork and their rice and Mac salad was perfect. Spam masubi was perfect. It was Ugh, it was delicious. That history is really interesting um, about the the sugar plantations and the laborers. Um, because as somebody who grew up, my family's from um, Guam. So as somebody who grew up with a lot of like, ho- um, not Hawaiian, uh, like Islander yeah. type food. Sure. Um, it is very much always communally served. Like, and and I, I didn't really think about where that would have come from, but I bet you this the story is similar when it comes to to food from Guam. Um, everything served like big giant cookout style and um like the portions are always just massive. And and I wonder if that's if that's kind of where that comes from as well. Well that's so I was I was looking into it a little bit. You know, you guys were talking about like, oh, this seems kind of like a new thing in Colorado. And Megan Ululani Boyenton was reporting about this, and it's kind of people from Hawaii are moving into the contiguous United States, you know, yeah. fairly fairly recently, and a lot of that is because people are getting priced out of Hawaii. Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. expensive to live there. Everything's expensive there because it's an island, and it's really hard to live there. So um, apparently, one of the reason, a couple of the reasons that people come to Colorado is because they come for like military service or college. Sure. And so then they find they find homes in Boulder and Colorado Springs. I was reading um, this part that said like the University of Northern Colorado in Greeley and Colorado Mesa University in Grand Junction especially recruit prospective Hawaiian students as part of the Western undergraduate exchange, and they offer reduced tuition rates. So I think that's um, probably, probably a big another draw. reason. Yeah, for sure. But um, as far as, you know, Peyton, you were talking about the community aspect of food. That's like a huge thing that these Hawaiian people are talking about when they come to this new place where they're trying to find community senses of community i yeah. mean that's every culture right food is such a connector for everyone and this is no different and i think it sounds like in these articles i've been reading people are opening opening these hawaiian places and then they're just finding they're finding their people they're finding other hawaiian people other polynesian people and just getting to share that culture that they remember from their childhood and stuff. And it's just, it sounds like it's a really connecting experience, which is so cool. It's in Colorado, like of all places. Yeah, I loved that part. I thought Megan did a great job of sort of weaving that narrative through was that folks were looking for, you know, community and finding it through food is just one of those really easy ways. But in the process, we also get the benefit of getting more of this type of food in Denver. And like you were saying, pay like five or six years ago, I was in the same boat. I don't even know if I could tell you if I had had Hawaiian food. And now there's like several places you can go. Mm-hmm. Any t- like that's what I was so excited about was there's more options than ever. And it just adds more to our food landscape. It's great. 
Well, let's order it on Thursday. I know. (laughs) I need this in my life now. You can't just talk about Locomoco and not give me a Locomoco. True. True. Yeah, the one of the people that Megan talked to was saying that well, she was saying when she originally moved here, she was like, This is so weird. I'm coming to Colorado from Hawaii. But then she's like, honestly, now that I live here, it's not so different from Hawaii, which I thought was I was like, wow, like that's not something I would have ever thought. But she was like, There's a dormant volcano and a sacred mountain that <laughs> yeah. gets snowfall. And she's like, There's so much nature in both states. So it's really not that different after all. So I'm like, Oh, that's really sweet. Just that's the awesome. you know, seeing seeing the beauty in both. So I don't know. Seemed seemed heartwarming. It's time for the official CityCast Denver, maybe for your weekend, as in maybe you'll see us there. Because as usual, there are so many cool things happening in Denver this weekend, but there's only one where you might see us. Pay, you round these up, uh, you round up your best bets in our newsletter every week. And we're going to talk about some happening this weekend and we're going to pick our faves. So what do you got? Yeah, well, first, I want to say it's Halloween. <laughs> Um, so I've got a few spooky options, but they're not all Halloween themed. Um, in fact, I will tell you, I am taking you out of the city <gasps> for all of these. Oh, so, okay. You get to do a little, a little wow. road trip. What um, you got? First thing is you're going to drive out to Boulder because it's first bite Boulder happening right now. Have you guys ever done a first bite? I think Denver I does one too. I don't know what this is. No. Yeah. So it's a, it's like a week long event and this one, um, so this started on October 20th, but runs through Sunday. So you've still got several days to participate. But a, a bunch of restaurants in Boulder get to decide to participate in this food week where it's um, at each one they have like a special. So you'll you'll pay a flat fee. So it's like anywhere from like $25 to $50. And then you get a like a four course meal. And Ooh. it's usually like special stuff that's not like always on their menu, but it's a really good way for them to kind of like showcase what they what they specialize in um and the the draw is that it's usually a pretty big discount you're probably getting you're usually getting a lot of bang for your buck um so if you want an excuse to go and check out the restaurant scene in boulder which is pretty good yeah um you should check this out so if you just go to the first bite boulder website they've got a list of participating restaurants um i've been to a handful of them and a lot of really good stuff like 740 front street that's in lewisville it's it's one of my faves um, Basta in Boulder, Japango is like a sushi restaurant. Um, Postino, which I didn't realize they had a Boulder location. There's one here either. in Denver. Um, River and Woods, another really good one. I did first bite at River and Woods a few years ago. Um, so, anyways, a really cool way to check out the food scene in Boulder if you want an excuse to get up there um, and have cool. a really nice meal for a decent price. Okay. What else you got? All right. Next, um, this event is happening all weekend, uh, Friday through Sunday in uh, or in Lakewood, and it is a Halloween. It's actually a, a monster and horror <gasps> art expo. Ooh. So there's a lot of um, like prints and posters and uh, just art like sculptures, but it's all supposed to be like super spooky, creepy stuff. Um, <laughs> 
and uh, cosplay is encouraged. So if you want a reason to dress up as a super creepy clown or an axe murderer <laughs> or Jason or Freddy Krueger, your people are going to be gathering in Lakewood. And um, if you dress up in a costume, I think you actually get a free print. Uh, and if you just go look at the the link, which we'll have in the show notes, uh, you can get a vibe of of the kind of art that is there. And what I mean when I when I keep saying prints, they're like watercolors and sketches and stuff cool. they're really cool that's awesome so if this is like your thing um definitely worth checking out okay Dang, great i'm gonna show up in my strawberry shortcake costume <laughs> you know yeah just take some pictures next to freddy krueger perfect your yeah perfect all right what um, else we i got? just like these because like people go all out typically at them <laughs> like they people like it it'll be scary for sure um okay this next one, okay, just hang hang with me because I'm not super <laughs> sure what it is, but that's part of the draw. That's part of what makes okay. it enticing to me. Um, so this event is being put on in collaboration between Rocky Mountain Rhythm and then Life Art Dance. Hmm. So I think that they're just, those are the two entities who are putting it on. It's taking place at the People's Building in Aurora yeah. off East Colfax. And what they're describing this event as is an immersive dance haunted house experience. Okay. So what I'm gathering, and I could be wrong, um, but it's it's a haunted house, but people are dancing in it. Um, but like I think yes. they're like dancing real creepy. So the picture on the <laughs> Eventbrite link is like this guy dressed up as like a super scary zombie. Huh. And he's like in this really weird contorted position, but I think it's because he's dancing. So I think it's supposed to be scary, but also, so it's like a, da I, a dance or a, a dance oriented haunted house. So it may be a different kind of performance inside a haunted house than you have yeah. seen traditionally. So the Love. the event description actually says, um, encounter ghostly apparitions and creepy characters as you move through this mysterious immersive experience. It's the perfect way to get ready for the spooky time of year. Um, hmm. so that's, yeah, I don't know. It I sounds think, like wow. it might be kind of creepy, but yeah, like a, a totally different, very unique take, take on haunted on. houses. It sounds interesting to me. Okay. So I if you're a haunted it. house fan, who's looking for maybe a new experience, you've done them all. This might be your spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there'll be entertainment and drinks in the lobby while you wait for your, your, for turn. your time slot. Yeah. Cool. Nice. And what's our last one? All right. And our last one, um, we're... It's it's gearing up for my favorite holiday, uh, skip Halloween, and not Christmas. Thanksgiving, <laughs> my very favorite holiday. You're so um, weird. <laughs> so there's this. Yeah, it's like my favorite. There's this company called Backyard Pitmasters, and they offer oh, yeah. barbecue classes. And they are hosting a class uh, this weekend in Fort Collins. They're actually doing um, another one the weekend of November 12th here in Denver. So if you're looking for this class to be a little bit closer to home, you can wait a few weekends. But this weekend, it's happening in Fort Collins at Maxline Brewery. And you can take this class and they will teach you how to professionally smoke your turkey oh, so that you are nice. ready for the best holiday of the year. So if you really want to impress people at your Friendsgiving and you want to smoke your turkey like a professional, you yeah. can participate in this three-hour class 
and everything's provided include well i mean it's 94 dollars, but they provide everything and there's like notebooks and pencils and you get to try everything and they teach you how to season it and they teach you how to use the equipment and judge temperatures and um you get to eat i love i love this idea because i feel like turkey is such an easy fail like it's a really easy thing to mess up at thanksgiving so if you can figure out how to smoke it and make it taste like perfect I think like I'd also like to send some folks to this class. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, just be like, hey, Greg, go take this class so that our Thanksgiving Dang. turkey is super delicious. Um, yeah. I mean, and plus, it's I think it's just a cool way to like change up the turkey. So you're not just using the like the usual turkey recipe. Uh, my dad smoked a turkey one time for Thanksgiving and it was so good. It's it's, Sounds a, so it's good. totally different than when you you cook it in your oven. Um but the it class sounds just sounds so fun. Good. It does sound like it's pretty serious. So you have to be kind of really into your meats. Um, <laughs> but, but I yeah, like to bring a tofurkey. The, <laughs> the couple that does this has, has been doing these classes for all different kinds of smoking and barbecue stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just love their approach is like teaching people how to do something that we talk about a lot in Denver not being great. People complain about barbecue yeah. a lot. Yeah. So like maybe learn how to do it yourself. And they're here to show you, which I love. So, yeah. Okay. So we've got first bite in Boulder, which is you can try some great food at a pretty nice price. Then we've got, oh my God, what else? Oh, the Lakewood Monster and Horror, Horror Art thing. Expo. The Monster and Horror Art Expo in Lakewood, where you can dress up spooky and buy some spooky art. Uh, we've got the dance oriented haunted house at the People's Building. And then we've got uh, learn how to smoke your own turkey in Louisville. Is that what you said? Fort Collins. Fort Collins. Is there anything you're leaning towards, Liv? I, I'm kind of thinking the the Lakewood uh, art. The horror yeah, art just because I'm in I'm in Lakewood and I've got my my friends coming up this weekend. Might be a thinking, cool place to take them. Yeah, get them a little a little free art. We could go in our costumes, and all the all the cosplayers would be like you amateurs. <laughs> We'd be like absolutely yes. So, I, I Peyton, I feel like you're going to go to Boulder for first bite, but oh I could be gosh. wrong. How did you know? I just know you. I know you. I have to say I might have to override you, Olivia, and I, that was the Are one I was go to thinking. First bite? Yeah, that sounds like the best way, especially cuz I don't know Boulder scene like food scene at all. Yeah. This seems like a yeah. really cool way. I also way. Uh, meant to tell you guys, we rag on Boulder a lot in this show because, We do. you know, we can. Yeah. And um I was just there this weekend because uh, that's where my in-laws live. And Willie and I had a couple errands to run on Pearl Street. And so we kind of walked around Pearl Street with our baby. And um, I was like, wow, I had a really enjoyable time on Pearl Street. And I need to tell my colleagues about this because I'm usually just crap talking Boulder. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of fun. It, it's good yeah. vibes. They well, good I, haven't spent, I haven't spent enough time in Boulder. I've only been up there a couple times. So time to get think, to know Boulder better. I think I need to get up there. Let's and- do it make my own opinion decide if i really hate it or if i'm just absorbing y'all's opinion well this is the time try their good right. food let's so go up there and first get a bite. bite in boulder let's do it okay that's Yay. our official city cast ever maybe for your weekend um but we have so much more where that came from you can sign up for our newsletter hey denver at denver.citycast.fm for that and more recommendations from peyton peyton olivia thank you so much thanks this was delectable <laughs> 
That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell your favorite Hawaiian about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See ya. Pick up the floppy disk. Perfect. Perfect.